Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. Let's get ready to encourage a great man of God who's coming to speak to us this morning and bring some awesome revelations to us as well. So I want to get you a big round of applause for Pastor Jimmy Dowds. Good morning, guys. Let's stand together. Would you do me a wee favor? Because we're only here because a man, Jesus, paid a price. Could you just stand up and put your hands together and welcome the Lord Jesus as loud as you can? That's why you are here. Nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us. So, if you take your seats for a moment, you know it's brilliant. The kids are in drawing pictures. The most important thing in life is to have a beautiful picture. And so, you know, I've got a message today. Every other psychiatrist, school teacher, doctor, and anyone that's anyone in this country is talking about one single thing at the moment. Why has the suicide rate in Scotland rocketed up to 16 or 18%, an all-time high? Why are young men taking those lives? And the government are now throwing millions to get stuff into schools to help the kids so that when they face the challenges down the road, they're going to be all right. And we got a very, very special meeting tonight because one man came here, put a rant up, and 1,700 people have joined this group, mostly that need help. So we're throwing the church open at 7 o'clock tonight, and we're inviting them just for a face-to-face for everybody because we've all agreed disconnection is one of the main reasons people are suffering, disconnection. So we're just throwing the doors on, bringing everybody and anybody together that wants to come. You guys are more than welcome to come for a cup of tea, a coffee, and a touch base to reignite the connection that people need. But the one question people are asking me is this, and it's the one I want to address today. People were asking me, what has gone wrong? Miley Cyrus allegedly announced last night her marriage is done after a year. This is every day in the news. What has gone wrong? What is missing that people are jacking in their marriages, their relationships, their jobs, and their lives? And it's very, 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 very important for us as a church to address that. That's why I went live this week for the first time in my life with something I didn't want to do with videos, a weekly video, a 20-minute weekly video that's gone around the world. It's in nine countries so far. 1,700 people have viewed it, or 1,300 or something, including Mike Cuddy on the Disney Cruise Liner ship. How cool is that, eh? Well, you know when you whack the entertainment on Disney's cruise ship, you know you're getting somewhere. But there we go. So... But, but, but I've got a message today because I genuinely believe the government, the reason they're throwing money at education is to get something into the children, get to people up the river. And I want to speak today about what I believe is missing. Is anybody interested to know what might be missing? Come on, guys. Because I'm thrilled of these new babies coming along and little kiddies running around. And I want parents to be bursting with confidence that the kids are going to be okay. That they put the right things in the tank and they're going to be okay. 
You don't need to go through life wondering, oh, what's going to happen to my kids? This is a big, bad world. The thing is that if you know what's missing, you can do something about it. And so my title today is the number one thing I believe is missing. And uh, the psychologists have a fancy new word for it called resilience. The Bible has a far better word for it. But for today's talk, I'm calling it true grit. True grit. People 50, 100 years, 100 years ago, all of them had a reserve tank. When the marriage was in trouble, when things were in trouble, they had a reserve tank. It was packed full of true grit. But for whatever reason, people are jacking in because they have an empty tank. Some years ago, not too long ago, someone loaned me a five-liter Jaguar for a year. And I took it to Perth because it was making a noise. And the engineer says, let's go for a drive to hear the noise. And you know that moment you just get the vibe. He's not very chuffed with me. And I didn't know why, but it was because I wasn't going fast enough for him to hear the noise. And so we're literally in a roundabout in a kind of polite, frustrated way. He looked at me and says, can you not go any faster? Well, he knew what was in the tank, but I didn't. And I just put the hammer down. I'm talking the hammer down on that thing. I never knew you could turn a Jaguar into a hovercraft in three seconds. It didn't go round and round about that way. It went round that way. It literally lifted off the ground and spun round like a cloth. I said, is that fast enough for you, son? And he knew what was in that reserve tank. The problem was I didn't know. But we have a way, a way to address this issue in Scotland. We don't need to face the future like this. If we know that every human being has a reserve tank, and if we could fill that tank with true grit, and I want to share six ways we can fill the tanks with true grit. Because what's happening is when, when people get to the end of their physical strength and the mental strength, they're topping themselves because they don't have a reserve tank. And I believe what David Coggins said is true. Anybody heard of David Goggins before? His language is not exactly sweet, but he's the fittest man on the planet. And he says a brilliant thing. Every single human being, when you think you're at the end of yourself, you still got 60% in your locker. You still got 60%. How many people thought Jesus on that Friday night had nothing left in the locker? When his strength was gone, when his breath was gone, when his blood was gone, and he's on that cross. But what the world didn't know, including his closest friends, he had a turbo boost. He had, a, he had a reserve tank that was full of resurrection power. And he just let it, he just let them put along Friday, Saturday, and on the Sunday, even, even the, they tried to maybe soften the blow for him, give him a little bit of go. You know, a little comfort thing to soften the blow. But on Sunday, on Sunday, guys, heaven came down and switched on the turbo boost. And resurrected power raised him from the grave. Let's give it up for that reserve tank, guys. No one knew he had it. 
And so, here's the thing. I believe in war-torn countries right now, in poverty-torn countries, in the most difficult countries in the world, the kids have a reserve tank. They have a reserve tank that's been formed and filled through endless hurricanes, disasters, and stuff. And it's exciting, guys, because we don't have to be panicking, sweating, in education with families. We can build this stuff into the children and have their reserve tanks exploding, not just the kids, but for ourselves. And I believe that, I believe that the resilience teaching is going on in the school is brilliant. I love it. I'm a massive fan of it. A massive fan of all the professional services. But some of the things I'm sharing today, you will not hear. And that's fine, because that's our job as the people of God to tell people what to put in their tanks. Because the stuff we're talking and touching on today is supernatural. There's lots of great natural stuff, but it's supernatural. And so, is that okay so far, guys? Who wants to know the six, 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 uh, uh, what do you call them, true grits we can put in today? If you're talking to America, they have the stuff for breakfast. Eat grits for breakfast. It's what you call disgusting. But anyway. So parents, be encouraged. Be confident. Enjoy your baby. Enjoy your raising your kids. Because you're going to raise them with reserve tanks like nobody else. So James 1.2 doesn't use the word resilience. It doesn't use the word true grit. It uses another beautiful word that most people switch off. And so it says when trials come your way, I wonder who does this. I didn't do this at 3 o'clock in the morning when a one-year-old baby kicked me out of bed. And I had to prepare the sermon on a couch at 3 o'clock this morning. Four nights we're looking after this little baby. Four nights that little sucker has wrapped me around her little finger and kicked me out of bed. So... I know what a little trial is about now and again. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whatever, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You're not going to hear this in the school, guys. You're not going to hear this. Consider it pure joy. Now, you have to ask the question, why and how on earth can you consider it pure joy? I'll tell you why, because... In that moment, Jesus has pulled your motor into the petrol station and he's put in another gallon of true grit in your tank. That's the only way I can explain it. The Bible says it better than me, but that's the only way I can explain it. So when a trial's coming along, don't you dare panic and think, oh man, the Bible makes it clear. God's pulling you in and he's filling your tank. Here it is. Because you know the testing of your faith half a gallon, four liters, is put in five liters of perseverance in your tank. It says because the testing in your face produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work. Don't bow out the petrol station with the motor still connected to the chip. Done that before. Don't pull out there before you've paid for it. Stay, the Bible's saying. Let perseverance finish its work so that what? Let me put it in my language. So that your reserve tank is full. 
So your reserve tank, it says that in a much, it says so that you might be mature and complete. Nothing's going to take your kids out the game. Nothing's going to take your new, new teenagers out the game. If we can raise them with that kind of stuff, filling up their tanks. Let's give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's just number one. Amen. How many people do you meet and go, oh man, I got five, I got 25 leaders this week? No, 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 no. What we do is we got 25 problems this week, four nights on the couch, la, 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 la. We got to flip the switch in our brains to see what God is up to when you're in the troubles, when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the petrol station, when you're on Friday night. In that moment, he's filling up your tank with five liters of perseverance. So, first one is perseverance. The second one, and not everybody's going to like this one, and that's okay. It's okay if you don't like it, because there are many things I don't like either. But not everyone's going to like this one, but it's one of my favorite. The second one to fill up children's tank with is party. Party. Now, here's the thing. Romans 12, 15 puts it this way. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Now, here's the thing. If you have 10 kids... There's a new thing. I've never seen this before. I mean, part of it I could understand because I'm a big softie and I would do this because granddads get away with murder. But if you have 10 kids and it's one of the children's party, birthday, and I'm not looking at anybody in particular here because ask my kids how many mistakes I made raising them. Oh, my goodness me. They made it by, purely by the Jesus reserve tank. No mine. Here's one. You got 10 kids and one kid's birthday. Here's the new thing. You buy 10 presents so the other nine don't feel bad because that one's got a birthday party. How many's ever seen that before? Come on, guys. You've seen that before. Guess what you're doing? You're eradicating, you're emptying the children's tank from the generosity grit. See, kindness and generosity is the most exciting, powerful thing to get into your business, your marriage, your Christian life, your teaching, your education. There is nothing greater in the world than kindness. And I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says that the kindness of God is what produces repentance in us. Come on, guys. How many of you ever had a bit of kindness from God you didn't deserve? Come on. Kindness is so awesome. So when it's a children's birthday, that's your moment to use that moment to educate the kids. Hey, this is the most exciting moment for you, not the birthday girl. This is the moment you get to build up that grid inside you of generosity and kindness and enter into celebrating somebody else's success. Come on, guys. How many times have you gone to somebody with success You've, you've, 10 minutes is the most beautiful, successful moment of your whole life. And you've gone, oh, you'll never believe it. Alcohol bursts into the room. Miriam had a baby last night. Oh, yeah, beauty. And there's three guys. 
One goes, oh my goodness me, that's the best news I've ever heard. The second one goes, you're kidding me. How awesome. And the third one goes, did you hear, get the Liverpool result last night? You know punks like that, guys. And the truth is some people just have not got a clue how to celebrate your success. Come on, guys. One of the most beautiful things you could teach a child is how to get into the party, prepare them, use the bedtime stories, use everything you can to train your kids how to get into somebody else's success and celebrate it. Let's give it up to Jesus for that one, guys. Come on. Let's get into this. So when your kids have a tough time and they grow up and they think, I've got nothing to give, you fill their tank up with that generosity grit. And they just want to stay in bed and want, no, 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 because there's something bursting inside them called generosity. They've got to get out of bed. They've got to get on the phone. They've got to go and visit their friend. And they've got to buy them those roses because there's a generosity bomb waiting to go off because you spent your life filling that tank up. So, okay, guys, the third one is Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. And here's another one. Mourn with those who mourn. Mourn with those who mourn. In other words, and tonight's a perfect opportunity. I know people uh, see people on drugs or homeless and, and different things, and they go, hey, I had to get my own self on my feet. So get yourself on your feet. How many have that suffering moment? I blew it once. I blew it once. In fact, I blew it a million times, but one more than any other time. A former Catholic priest came to me. And he invited me to the mountains with fish and chips. It was a strange request, but I went. Halfway through the chips, he began to share something. I thought it was a joke. So it turns out he was sharing his deepest pain and his deepest secrets. And I went, ah, that's a brilliant one, mate. He never spoke to me again. <laughs> Honestly, he never spoke to me again. Never spoke to me again. No wonder. I totally missed it. And see to help your kids build the compassion grit into their tanks. See a wee friend suffering or a wee pal suffering, and this is for you as well as me. Don't, don't, don't allow the thing to go, well, there's a slice of bread, there's five quid, on you go, there's this, this, that. Train the kids how to get into that person's world. Their little friend at school, the little brother suffering, and us as well. It's so easy to go, oh, tonight's 6.30, 7 o'clock, help people, last minute know us. I know Emmerdale's known, but there's some other rubbish on. And um, we'll find a million excuses not to mourn those that mourn. But let me tell you something. On one level, it's tragic what's happened in this country. But on another level, I've never been so excited. Because guess why? We have a golden ticket, guys. Opportunity to get into the world of the suffering like never before and mourn with those that mourn. Let's give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's get that in the tanks, guys. Let's get, it. Let's get in that in the tanks. And there's so much more. We only got a few minutes to get through these. But... I'll be putting another 20-minute video on Tuesday on this one. And, um, and here's the thing. Emotions 
and feelings are fake CEOs. And I meet so many people, including this horrendous guy I meet in the mirror every morning, that hand the emotions of their day, their mental state, their, their situation, their circumstances, to feelings. I battled this all my life. I still battle it, but you don't have to be mugged. I once made a radical decision. I got so angry with my feelings. I said, as from today, you're fired, mate. You're fired. From now on, I'm the boss. No feeling, no emotion, no circumstance is going to dictate to me what my day is going to be like. From now on, God has called me to rule and reign in life, so I'm going to do something that's going to nip your head the rest of your days. I'm going to prophesy. The Bible says, prophesy to one another. Don't let feelings tell you whether you're going to have a good day or a bad day or the world or circumstances or the banks or any such thing. Guys, prophesy. What do, what do I mean by that? Get alone with God. Get into his word. And let God speak to you and give you a promise for the day. And speak that to your day. Whether it's raining, thunder, lightning, your words have the power to create your day, not your emotions. So guys, in the face of it all, when Jesus was 40 days in the wilderness, he spoke out the word of God. And it's so important, even if you have to do it 100 times a day. Why don't you get up tomorrow and go, do you know what? This is going to be the greatest day of my whole life. See this Christmas. I hear you, prophetess, whoever that was. This Christmas is going to be the greatest Christmas you ever had. This week is going to be the greatest week you ever had. If you begin to speak and prophesy based on one thing, the goodness of God is what your garden hose is plugged into. And when you plug your hose in each morning through the word of God and praise, and then you prophesy, you're unleashing your hose into your atmosphere and world. And your picture, your words and thoughts will dictate your day 10 times more than your feelings. Try it this week, guys. Before you leave today, say, today's going to be the greatest day of my life. Tonight's going to be the greatest night. Tomorrow's going to be the greatest night. Who's up? for recreating their future with the power of the Word of God. Come on, in the mouth. Come on, come on, guys. We've got, to, we've got to turn this thing around in Scotland. And if we train our children how to trust in the goodness of the living God. I put a, a, a video this week on number one thing to turn this around is your picture. And I was in two minds whether to do it or not, until a bird was trapped in my daughter's new stove. A little bird. A little bird. And this is why it's so important, guys. These kids are drawing the most amazing pictures. Please, please, please 
take five minutes to ask them to describe their picture to you and why they colored it in and why they did that and why they did that because there's a whole world right there in that picture. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out how the heck they rescue this tiny bird in the stove that's stressed now. Amelia, who's five, bolts to the kitchen. I thought she was coming with a Tupperware box. She returned with a picture about an inch square. She hands it to me. I look in it, and there's a little girl with a bird in its hand. And she says, could you give that to the bird? I say, well, I'm just trying to save its life, darling, but she's on another wavelength. And the Bible says, listen to babes and sucklings because they're packed full of wisdom. But she's already got the bird saved, alive in its nest. She's away down the road. She's got 10 days more faith and vision than I have. I'm just trying to think how to save this thing. So I put the picture in there. We got the bird out. We got it released. And it was two days later, this numpty took two days to phone her. I said, oh, by the way, you did something I didn't understand. Could you explain to granddad what you did there? Well, she says, I figured that when that bird is released and it goes to its nest, it's going to need a picture to hang up there of me. I know what you're saying. The future is not just what you're doing, granddad. That's, that's nothing. The future is to give this bird a vision to keep it happy and alive the rest of its life. And I said, why that so? She said, so it would never forget me, the one who rescued her. Give it up for the living God. And I want to share this with you. This was given to me by the leading Christian psychologist in this country. And I said, what picture do you go to sleep with? And he told me, and I've stole it. And I want to just give it to you guys. I want you to paint this picture and to prophesy. He said to me that when you find a human being who is struggling at night, struggling with depression or in a dark place, this is what I do. And he said, it's a quote from St. John of somebody. I forgot who the somebody or someplace is, but it's some St. John. And he says, whenever... Whenever you're in that dark night or that dark moment, close your eyes and have a look and see the face of the Father, the face of the Son, and the face of the Holy Spirit shining on you brighter than the sun, exploding with love and exploding with joy. And that's when I understood what Amelia did with that picture. Because, guys, when you have a picture in your nest of the love of the Father, the love of Jesus, and the love of the Holy Spirit who rescued you when you needed it most. Guys, when you fill your tank up with that picture every night, try it. I promise you, your emotions, your spirit, and your whole mood will radically change in a split second because you're inviting into that space of yours the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let's give it up for God for that one. Come on, it's brilliant, brilliant. And the, we're going to finish with this one. We're going to finish with this one. 
So there's five things to fill up your grit tank with. Fill them up, guys. Fill them up. Don't run around on empty. Hey, you go to the gym and you see the guys that have smashed it. 10,000 hours is behind that. They know they don't get anywhere without taking the craft series and putting to practice. Christians, if we will take the Word of God and we'll take the principles of God and put them into practice every day, there is no reason whatsoever why you and your kids are not a million light years above any attack of the demons or the devils to take out the game. Can we give it up for the living God for that? Come on, guys. It's the Word of God. It's brilliant. And I want to see your kids grow up the way you have absolutely packed full of confidence that there's someone in their nest bigger than they are at all times waiting for them to lay their head on the pillow and just remind yourself of the love of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, St. John of somewhere. There we go, last one, very quickly. The last P is prioritize. Prioritize. Guys, I'm amazed that the parents in this church and parents around, the brilliant job they're doing and the brilliant job people are doing and the hard work that kids' workers do. And, you know, I was going to tell one of the leading police people helping people with psychiatric issues when they talk, what we're going to do. And I was about to say, hey, guys, for 40 years, for 40 years, we've had children's workers. We've had youth workers. We've had all kinds of people building these tools into children for 40 solid years in this church so that when they get down here, they're going to stand strong. And many of you here have benefited from that. We can give up for God on that. Last one. Prioritize. Prioritize when you're raising your children. As soon as they get 10p pocket money, teach them the beautiful principle in the Bible, seek first the kingdom of God. If you put God first in everything, begin your day with a prayer. Last night, Amelia says, you just pray, granddad. I'm a bit too tired tonight. Well, I get that when you're five. <laughs> but when you're 55... I don't know why I'm looking at you, Alco. You're not only 55, but when you're 55, that's no flipping excuse. So here's the thing, guys. Prioritize. We train our little children. Everything you have from God, if you have 10p, all of that's God's. You're going to give them one penny back, 10p back. And it's, it's nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with this. It's training the children. The most important person in their life is the living God. The Bible puts it this way. Seek first the kingdom of God. So we give God the first part of our week when we come to worship. We give him the first part of our day when we pray. We give him first part of our resources. And guess what? We give him first part of our thankfulness and praise when something goes right. And when you praise, your reserved tank is getting filled, filled, with resurrected power. You spend half an hour, an hour, a couple hours if you need to just praising the living God. 
Nothing breaks the chains. Nothing breaks the yoke. Nothing turns mourning into dancing more than just put your music on and begin to praise. Prioritize that. Find time every night if you can. Five, ten, fifteen minutes or longer. But make praise a top priority because when you do that, you're putting God first in your mindset, first in your life, first in your time. And if you will get yourself back into wild praise, it's good to talk to people a little bit here and there are problems. But listen, guys, dial that down to 10% and take 90% of that speech and that energy. And instead of direct to someone that can't really help, direct to the person that the only one that can truly help, begin to praise and thank and delight in the living God with all your heart, seeking him first until he comes through. And as you do that, he's plugged your petrol tank back in. And as you're praising him, he's filling you. He's filling your mind. He's filling your being. He's filling your world. And he's filling your atmosphere with Holy Spirit resurrected power. And guess what, guys? When it goes right, we give them all the glory. There's a six-pack, guys. Time's up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Have a fantastic week. God bless you.